Looking for more professional learning, free as a benefit of your union membership? OEA's upcoming quarter catalog is available now at grow.oregoned.org. You're listening to OEA Grow, a member-led production of the Oregon Education Association and a proud member of the Labor Radio Podcast Network. OEA Grow is by members, for members. In Season 10, members discuss supporting our newly arrived students with Sakura Hamada. Hello, everybody. Uh, for those of you who has listened to OEA Grow Podcast, welcome back. For those of you who has not listened to our OEA Grow Podcast, so glad that you are joining us for our podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Sakura Hamada, and this season is about supporting our newly arrived students. And today, we have our lovely guest, Jocelyn Morales, joining us. So Jocelyn, if you don't mind introducing yourself. Hi, everyone listening. Uh, First off, I want to thank Sakura for inviting me to be a part of this segment. My name is Jocelyn Morales, and I'm a school counselor. I'm going into my fourth year, and I'm really happy to be a guest on here today. Yay, awesome. Well, well, welcome, Jocelyn. So um, you mentioned that you're a school counselor, and Oh my goodness, what a coincidence. I'm also a counselor too. <laughs> so, but you and I both know, like I know what you do as a counselor, have general understanding, but if you don't mind sharing the uh, the listeners, what you do as a school counselors and how you've been supporting your newly arrived students. Yeah, of course. Well, before I get started and sharing a little bit about that, um, I'd like to share about myself. I am a daughter of Mexican Im- immigrants who... Um, came to the United States seeking better opportunities, and I'd like to thank them um, because they've been some of my greatest teachers. I was born in Southern California, and I moved to Oregon when I was in middle school, Um, and it was quite a change for me. School was different here in Oregon. Uh, My parents had a harder time being able to communicate with staff at the school I Mm -hmm. attended and, you know, the language barrier that was there. Um, And I started noticing and feeling the inequities that existed um, at that age. And then once I got to high school, um, my experiences were also different compared to my peers. Um, But I had Mm -hmm. a teacher who really encouraged me to get involved. And he invited me to be a part of um, a leadership class called Intercambio. And it led me to want to be in, in the education system. So as soon as I graduate, graduated high school, I um, started looking into becoming a teacher um, because of the experience I had during my high school years. I was an interpreter for school conferences. I mentored middle school students. And so um, just being able to help students and families during that time really drew me into wanting to be a part of um, becoming a teacher. And so I became a teacher. Then I, I went in... Um, and did Fulbright, the Fulbright experience where I taught English in Mexico. And that really drew me into my culture, um, learning more about it. And I came back to Oregon um, and attended grad school. And so now I'm a school counselor. This is my fourth year. And I I can't believe I'm going into my fourth year. 
But as a school counselor, um, most importantly, I think building connection and relationship with students is important, um, especially mm-hmm. for our newly arrived students. Uh, collaborating with staff is is key as um, we're getting to know the student, they're getting to know the student. And um, when I greet students, um, it's important for me to get to know about their culture, their family, their background, and um, get them um, feeling like get them feeling welcome to to the school that they will be attending. I also um, from that when I am giving them like the school tour, I enjoy um, learning more about them and how they're feeling. And so I, I gauge, you know, um, how comfortable they're feeling or um, what they're looking forward to. And from there, that's where I draw and build connection. And so for me, the most important thing as a school counselor is to uh, make them feel welcome, build that connection and create a safe space for them, especially as they're coming to a new place. Um, they may be missing um you know, their home, where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. And so um, that to me is key. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your just life story, how you came about being an educator, but also your inspiration, all that stuff. And I appreciate what you mentioned about like going back, the like, kind of diving into your personal experience about having going through huge changes in your life, you know, transitioning from Southern California to Oregon, going through the language barrier and whatnot. And then so having that whole like experience to yourself, you know, you witnessing it, how does that change or, um, yeah, change how you interact or like what are your something that you're uh, mindful of when working with families, knowing that there's language barrier and knowing about big changes that they have to go through? Yeah, so um, I think that something that really stuck with me when I was going through grad school was um, always being your authentic self. And so mm-hmm. for me, I think that I always remind myself when I'm doing um, what I'm doing as a school counselor, the work there, I um, remind myself of like, you know, why I'm here and, and why I remain in the education system. And so um, for the language barrier, I always look into finding an interpreter Um that can attend the school and be there to support for um, the first day and um, being able to help the student and the family. And so with the interpreter, I I get to know, you know, what is the best way to communicate with a family? Because a a lot of the times here, um, the the most um, used platform is like, you know, messaging or, and sometimes Mm -hmm. families don't know how to use um, electronics. And so maybe they may prefer phone calls. And so if I know what the family um, family's best way of communication, that's what um, I use uh, moving forward. Mm-hmm. And um, also, you know, with a change, getting to know if um, more about their culture, um, what kinds of foods they can eat, you know, and uh, what was like their school experience back home and um, and getting them informed of, of how um, the, the school, the um, way, you know, we set up even times to get to know the teacher. And like, I also like to get uh, the teacher involved in, in understanding more about the family because that's very important um, information for the teacher so that they're able to draw, um, you know, from the students' um, prior knowledge and, and also to create those relationships, uh, most importantly. And so that's what I do to, to help at the beginning, you know, and as, 
as weeks go by, checking in with a student and um, going into the classroom if possible, or when I'm doing my lessons, checking in, how is it going? Um, when I see them in the hallway, um, you know, taking those moments to really um, have the student feel like they're seeing, like somebody's there to, that cares about them, that is wanting to create those connections. Wow, wow, thank you so much. I mean, you certainly like describe what we do as a counselors, right? Like that's the thing that you just described right there is something I practice as a school counselor too. And you hit right on the, right on the nail. And so I really appreciate you uh, explaining all those details. And it, uh, yeah, connection relationship is so important. And so I'm just so curious, you know, um, like learning about like family's new culture, whatnot. And sometimes that, that could mean a lot of ways to learn different culture. So I'm just uh, curious how you, Jocelyn, um, kind of become familiarized with yourself with other cultures that comes into your, uh, comes into your school or office. Like how do you actually get to know them? Yeah. Well, I first off, like start by um, getting to know the student and in our conversation, um, it, it always comes up where students uh, are able to share about themselves, you know, and, um, and that really helps me. And I just draw from there and um, I, I, you know, do also some of my research, learn more about cultures because I think for me, when I was um, going, growing up, uh, I never really got that from, from my teachers, like wanting to get to know me more about like, what was my, what were my traditions? And so, um, you know, there's different, different, um, events that happen. And so if I'm able to attend, get to know, know more about it, that's what I like to do. And, um, and I think it's important because in the field, you know, there's, um, we're always learning. There's always like Mm -hmm. areas of growth. And so I try to, stay um, learning and, and um, really getting to know the students I'm serving, the families I'm serving. Yeah, 100%. Because we as educators, we constantly have to learn. And, you know, there's so like, we don't know what we don't know, right? Like, there's so many things that we are not aware of. And so we're constantly learning about new things. And I like that you are atten- try, like doing your best to attend events. Holy cow, that's that's awesome. You're going above and beyond to getting to know students and families and their coaches and whatnot. Um, so I kind of want to uh, go back to what you mentioned about collaborating with staff. And yes, as a school counselor, we do a bunch of collaboration within the school. Uh, and you mentioned briefly about working with interpreters, but what other collaboration do you do in the school? Yeah, so, I mean, for our role, it, it's... Um it's, it's so special because we get to work with so many staff and um, mm-hmm. being able to collaborate with, with teachers, um, with, you know, it depends also um, what each district has and, you know, what's, right. what's um, available in your building too. Um, but mm-hmm. most importantly for me is um, collaborating with, with the teachers, with support staff, coming together, um, you know, finding different strategies and, and um, tools that we can use to help students. Um, but I think collaborating with families is key in um, supporting students oh, yeah. too. And so getting to know um, 
parents or, or whoever the students are, are living with um, is important. And um, there, it's fascinating how much um, families, you know, want to collaborate with schools and, and um, mm-hmm. you can see it when, when they're, um, you know, also wanting to show up and, and, and teach about yeah. themselves. And um, so a lot of the times what I do as a school counselor, when I'm getting to know families too, is um, just asking questions and um, families open up and, and share about mm-hmm. themselves. And also um, something else is just in conversations, um, just building, building that relationship and, and trust most yeah. importantly. Yeah, no, absolutely. Just building that. And then the trust takes time to build, right? It just, it takes a lot of time and a lot of effort. And then you mentioned that you do a lot of like, like check-ins, like phone call or messenger with the families to see how they're doing, whatnot. What, um, I'm curious, what are the, what are some other things that you also consider when you're working with uh, newly arrived students, like knowing that they are fresh, they, uh, they come from like different countries or they might be refugees or first generation. What are something that you keep in mind as you planning as, um, classroom lessons or small group or any sort of check-ins? Well, there are different things that I consider, you know, um, some, some students come with, may come with, um, with trauma or, um, you know, other, other things going on. And so I, um, always keep that in mind when planning lessons and, um, just topics that I'm going to be presenting, but also, um, the way I'm presenting my, my lessons, um, making sure that I I'm using a a diverse tools and, um, even vocabulary and, um, also understanding that not every student, um, not all students are, are know, you know, the language of expressing their feelings. Um, and mm-hmm. so keeping all of those, um, like keeping all of those things in mind, I, that's yeah. how I'm able to, to prepare for my lessons and using different, um, modes of communication and also, um, images and activities, mm-hmm. hands-on activities and, and movement. And so just different ways that you can express your emotions. There isn't like a, this is a way, you know, we want you to express yourself. There's like really? um, a, a variety of, of ways to do that. And so just allowing that to happen, happen for them. And um, I think it's, it's key for me. Yeah. And that's, that's your way of doing like culturally responsive or culturally relevant teaching, right? You're responding to the needs of students, where they're at. And you, like you say, you're giving them like pictures, images, chart, hands on activity. Cause a lot of students diff- has their um, learning style. And I think that's awesome. Um, I kind of want to go back to what you mentioned about vocabulary using like, uh, using diverse tool vocabulary. Can you tell us more about what you mean by different, like giving them the vocabularies you teach to them? Yeah. So, um, you know, each lesson is different. There are, um, different words that, that we present, whether they're related to feelings, emotions, or the way, um, we, um, problem solve, you know, and we teach that. And so what I do is that I, I look at the lesson and I try to find different ways to present, um, the vocabulary, especially for our, um, 
emerging mm -hmm. bilinguals, um, you know, whichever class I, I'm teaching, I um, try to find words or even use like images to present um, those vocabulary words and um, find simpler words if possible to also help. Um, and right. because I, I am bilingual, um, I mm -hmm. will also present, uh, you know, a lot of my lessons in um, both English and Spanish if possible. Mm -hmm. And so um, I like to really help students um, know and, and try to understand like what, why I'm presenting, what I'm presenting and, um, you know, the different skills um, we need to be able to express ourselves and um, feel and know and understand that um, there are people who they can talk to about anything right. you know, that, that they need to. Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, but yeah, no, absolutely. Like, I, I like that you are using your bilingual skills to like incorporate in your lesson. Sometimes you use, you know, both English and Spanish. And then, and then just, and that, I feel like that in of itself helps students like feel like they relate, like you could relate to them more just because I'm sure a lot of the kids that's come into your, um, to your school, maybe multilingual, bilingual, you know, especially a lot of newly arrived kids too. They have some foundation already. They're able to like speak other languages besides English. And so for you to be able to speak other language besides English, I think that's pretty powerful and I feel like kids are more seen I feel like because they're like oh it's not just English that you know that teachers or the adults can should speak that speaks it's other languages so I think that's awesome again anyways uh what is what has been some struggles for you when uh when working with um, newly arrived students and family not necessarily all about them but it's like what has been like something that's been difficult for you to navigate overall? Um, it's a great question. I, I don't, I don't think I've, um, it's been like difficult for me. I think that I'm always reflecting on my work. Mm -hmm. It's something that I do constantly, um, which I appreciate about myself because it allows me to think about, okay, what have I done or what am I doing now? Am I being, um, you know, is what I'm doing um, inclusive for everyone? Is, am I, um, you know, teaching, um, even the lessons that I'm teaching, like, is this a topic um, that, like, every grade level needs or, you know, just, like, mm -hmm. reflecting on, on what I'm doing and even um, just how much I communicate with families and um, yeah, and, and working with um, just staff too. Like, you know, what else can mm -hmm. I do? I'm always like wanting to learn more. And, yes. um, and I think that that's something that um, I, I'm, I'm happy about. It's just sometimes, you know, finding the time to, to do it all, <laughs> I would say is something yeah. that, um, can at times be difficult because it gets busy. And so, um, but I'm always open to it. And so that's yeah. where I, I see myself just wanting to keep growing and um, mm -hmm. wanting to learn more because the, yeah. I, I think the, the students um, deserve it all, you know? <laughs> they're, Absolutely. They're the, they're the center of, of the work I do. They're mm -hmm. the most important 
um, in, in the in the work that I do. And so um, I'm always thinking about them and like, how can I better support them or what else can I do? Yeah. And, um, and I think it's it's great to to be able to do that constantly. Yeah. 100%. Like at the end of the day, we're all doing this for our students. Um, we want students to thrive, not constantly on the like survival mode, you know. And yeah, no, constantly reflecting. And Jocelyn, you definitely, I mean, I already knew you before, but just like from just talking to you at this moment makes me feel like, wow, she's very reflecting and she's very like honest and authentic and, and continuously like, want to learn new things to better support the students. And that's what we as a counselors, but also educators as a whole, you know, need to have that in mind as we continue with our profession. And so that's like a great reminder for our listeners, you know? <laughs> so Jocelyn, as we're uh, wrapping this up, uh, is there any other things that you, I didn't ask you about or anything that you want to share to the listeners today? So I think something else that comes to mind is um, being able to collaborate with somebody who um, is familiar with the resources in the community. Um, a lot of um, families may need support with um, finding like a doctor um, or even uh, finding um, resources for food or our living, um, a place to live. And so just being able to connect um, families with, with those kinds of resources are important. Um, mm -hmm. Or if you have anything at school that you think is important for you to share with, with a family um, as they're, um, you know, joining the school community, it's something to consider along with just getting to know them and um, in, in their language too, and, and seeing if somebody um, in your district um, or if you have an interpreter in your district that can speak that language um, and getting mm -hmm. to know about the student and the language um, they may speak or um, or or read or write, um, because sometimes that's like the way that you get to know more about, um, you know, what language does a student understand? And because um, mm -hmm. it may be different than the one from from what their parents speak. And so it's important to to get to know more about the student that way as well. 100%. And I do appreciate what you mentioned about like resources such as, stock, um, you know, medical needs, food, housing, maybe even clothing too, right? That's like their basic needs. Like students and families need to have their needs met, right? And so I really appreciate you bringing that up. And then the, um, and I know there's a bunch of like organization out there like Cairo and Urkel that does so much work with our, our newly arrived students. So like a lot, like depending on the district where you work at, but it's definitely important to like leaning into your community uh, resources. Yes. And most importantly, like my um, mentor, um, shared when I was uh, doing one of my um, internships a while back, she always um, shared with me about meeting students where they're at. That's like mm. something she would always um, tell me when I was checking in with, with students is meeting students where they're at and um, building those connections. So that's something that um, I, I think about all the time. For sure. I mean, 
There you have it, listeners. You know, like meeting students where they're at. And that is so important as we, again, work with our students and families and as we pursue these professions and doing what we can to support them. But yeah, well, thank you so much, Jocelyn, for your time. We really, really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. For more OEA professional learning opportunities, visit grow.oregonad.org.